This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we talk to Elisa from Kermit and Friends. Elisa is surrounded by men constantly. So you would think that she would have many men in her life, but she's picky and choosy and she's going to tell you exactly what makes men in this group of men around her stand out and be the guys that actually get to date her. So keep listening. Welcome back to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. This time we have three women on. It's been very rarely that we've had actual women on. Well, Marnie and I do count as women, but I'm your host, Kristen Carney. <laughs> Sometimes is right. And we've got Marnie Kinress. And today we have Elisa Jordana from Kermit and Friends, which you guys might know from the Stern Show. And she's super hot. And we're going to talk about shit that guys want to know that is going on in a hot girl's mind. So <laughs> thanks for joining us and being a hot girl. So we're going to be quiet for the whole episode yeah. and Lisa <laughs> is going to talk. Exactly. <laughs> I love being here. I'm very excited for this conversation. I'm new to this podcast and I can't wait to see what it's about. Yes. Well, so I want to talk to you. So can we have a little bit of background on you? So like, who are you to start? Like, what is Kermit and Friends? What happened with Howard Stern? Like, this is an interesting world to be a part of. You were a part of a very male-dominated world, right? With the Howard Stern show. And then, I don't know how that was for you as a woman. And now you have the amazing Kermit and Friends, which I was on a couple of months ago and had a blast on. So yeah, tell me, who are you? Like, how did you get here? I am. Who am I? Oh, I wish I knew. So I am a creative person. I've been creative my whole life. I started off as being a musician. I was in a band called Cobra Starship. Oh, cool. And uh, that's how I started in the entertainment world. I got to be on the Jimmy Kimmel show. I got to be on MTV, touring all around the world in a bus. I lived on a tour bus with all these guys. There was like 12 guys. Oh <laughs> and uh, I was super awkward back then. And I couldn't even relate to them at all. And they would make jokes. And they would make fun of me and I wouldn't get it. And I'd just be sad crying. So that was my first parlay into the entertainment world. And you still wanted to stick with it. You're like, I was made fun of crying all the time. Yeah. But I still wanted to be in it. Well, I mean, I had so much fun with some aspects of it. Like I didn't have fun with my band members at all. But right. I had fun meeting fans on the road. And like kids would come up to me and they'd be like, oh, I want to be a musician. Oh, I want to do what you're doing. I'm like, just trust me. It's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> just trust me. You have to be with the right people. Right. And, you know, that part was fun. I would take fans out to lunch and dinner and we would be drinking together and we'd be just having oh, wow. so much fun in like you know, Detroit, Chicago. I went to all the cities. And so that was cool. And I played the guitar, which is a keyboard guitar combination. 
And I got to dance around on stage and sing and meet superstars. I met Jared Leto. We toured with Jared Leto, who I loved growing up. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, who didn't? Uh, yeah, a bunch of other celebrities. And it was just super cool. Okay. After that, I worked for Howard Stern. And that was amazing. Writing for the show, I started off just being like a musician and they interviewed me. And then I, I got a job there. After interning for a year, I got a job and I was writing, booking guests, writing interview questions for guests and bits and putting myself in a lot of the bits, writing parody songs and just doing everything I could to get on that show. And so I, I worked for Howard Stern. He was really great. And then now I work in Hollywood in a financial firm selling commodities, gold and silver. I'm in the center of Hollywood right now. And then on the weekend, on Sunday, I have my Kermit and Friends podcast. So that's, I guess, who I am professionally. I mean, you are a busy woman, but what I'm hearing is that you are <laughs> constantly in male-dominated spaces. And, yes. okay, so tell me, as an attractive woman in that space, I'm guessing you got hit on a lot. I wish it was a lot more. <laughs> okay, that would be that's great. Interesting. Okay, so yeah. you are not getting hit on, right? So that's interesting for guys to hear too. I actually had done some work with a celebrity like nine years ago, like a big, big celebrity. And she said something very similar. Like she's very attractive as well and very famous. And I said, oh my, you yeah. must be like having guys wanting to date you all the time. She goes, no, no one really wants to talk to me. So that's interesting to hear. Really? Yeah. Huh, because they're intimidated. Okay, so that's interesting. It could be that. I don't know what it is. They're intimidated. I'm looking at your pictures. It's just because you're intimidating. That's it. That's all it is. Don't overthink it. See, the thing is that, Kristen, you know, I look at that as like an excuse. It's kind of like saying like, oh, everybody's jealous of me. That's why they don't want to be my friend. Or everybody's intimidated. Like if you say that, I just feel like that's giving yourself an excuse. Like, oh, there's nothing else wrong with me. I'm so great. I think that I, even with what you're saying, you can still be like socially awkward, which I am sometimes. Like for instance, this weekend, I'm going to a wedding. I'm so nervous about this wedding. I'm so nervous that you know I don't have a date. I'm going by myself. I'm going to be at a table and I have to talk and they're going to ask me how I'm doing and who I'm dating and it's going bad. And I just because someone is conventionally or whatever, like attractive, doesn't mean that they're confident in that scenario. Like you could be successful, you could be anything, and but also just have insecurities from any time. Like when I was growing up, when I was in high school, nobody liked me then. Right. No, it's totally true. I think even hearing everything that you're saying is very helpful for guys because what we're trying to point out is like we're giving insight into, yes, somebody is attractive, but they may have other things going on. Right. And that's really... Yeah. Yeah. They could have like huge mental problems. Like don't discount that. Anybody could have you know, torture. I mean, I've been tortured <laughs> my whole life by things, by anxiety, by depression, bipolar, like that kind of stuff. So maybe people, if I'm walking by, they don't see that, but that can affect your dating life. You know, I'm not married. I've been engaged once. My fiance is in jail right now, literally, and I'm not making that up. You could Google it. So you could think somebody's so perfect and they're so happy, but you could be wrong about that. Is it Andy Dick you're engaged to? Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's my fiance. He just literally got arrested today. And I was on the phone with him this morning, 6 a.m. He was supposed to be my date this weekend for my second cousin's wedding. <laughs> and instead of that, I'm reading about him on TMZ right now. Well, that's what happens when you date Andy Dick or you get engaged to Andy Dick. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that is something that comes yeah. with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so Andy Dick is somebody that you are engaged to. So tell us about yes. like attraction for you. Tell us 
when you are out in the dating world, because I was just picturing you working at Howard Stern surrounded by, I mean, these are not confident men who work at Howard Stern in that area, (laughs) but like, who are the guys that you're interested in? Who gets your attention? Obviously, somebody like Andy Dick, who is outgoing, funny. I find Andy hot. I know that's crazy. And people, they don't believe me when I tell them. I find Andy very hot. Like, I love his face. His face is so cute. And he is so transparent. And that's something that I don't like about guys is when they have a wall up and they pretend to be cool. And, oh, I'm so rich. Oh, I'm so successful. I'm so good looking. I hate those guys. They make me want to puke. I like the guy that's vulnerable that says, oh, I have problems. You know, I'm sad. I'm angry. You know, I have all these feelings. I don't know what to do with them. I want to help that person. Because if somebody has it two together, I feel like I'm no benefit to this guy. He already has it. He's driving in his fancy car. What does he need me for? But if I see a guy like Andy who has all the talent in the world and he's kind of broken and he's had sad things happen to him, he was adopted, he's been passed around, like kind of his whole life uh, rejected. So when I see somebody like that, it's attractive to me because I'm like, oh man, I could swoop in. This did not work, but I could swoop (laughs) in. I could take over and I can make this guy... I can make this guy happy. And so I feel like that's what people like. It's like, I feel like if I make somebody happy, I would feel so good about that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like. I like somebody transparent. I like somebody sensitive. That's not afraid to say how they feel. Can I jump in here really quickly? Yes. So for some reason, I don't remember how it happened. I almost have like a blackout as to how it happened. Maybe it was Andy, but when I lived in LA for a couple months, I would meet Andy and his friends, not just Andy, it was never just Andy, but I would meet Andy and his (laughs) friends at Swingers in Santa Monica when he was living up in Malibu. He was just fun, but he was, he had that aura that was that really fun kind of draw you in aura. And of course, the whole table, the conversation would be about Andy, but he had that thing that made you interested in listening. Yes, I agree. And a lot of guys lack that that thing that pulls you in, that makes you want to listen. And what is that? What do you think that is? It's a charisma. It's a charm. There's almost, I think, a lack of awareness of the world around you. Because in that way, it's not like I'm saying Andy thought the world revolved around him and I didn't get to know him that, that well. Yeah. It was just a couple of months with a group of people. But it was like, everything was about him and it was... Because he would have funny things to say, it was okay that everything was about him. Every conversation, everything, like it was about what he ordered, what his groceries are in Malibu, how he's getting home, what problem is happening now, what about one kid, the other kid, you know, my other kid, whatever. And so you listened because it was this endearingness that like nothing else mattered in the world, but his world, because he was funny about it. If he wasn't funny about Absolutely. it, then it would be like, oh, this guy's such a drag. But it was fun. It was entertainment. Yeah, he is really one of a kind. When I met him, I just thought, there's nobody like this. This is the funniest person in the world. There's nobody on TV that I've seen or in a movie or on the radio that is as funny as him. So when you get around someone like that and they're just so naturally brilliant, I mean, you're drawn in. I was drawn in. I'm still drawn in. (laughs) I'm still drawn in today. It's interesting. We just did a whole episode right before this episode where we were talking about high status humor and we kept wanting to avoid the word joke and funny. Yeah. The person on the show, Devin, who was our guest, and Kristen. Sorry, Kristen, you were kind of saying like funny is not the death 
of humor for attraction. But like, it's funny that both of you are saying he's so funny and so many people are drawn to him. So can you elaborate on that? Well, what I was saying real quickly, what I was saying was if you're not naturally funny, like Andy is naturally funny. If you're not naturally Jay Larson, then, you know, don't try to be the funny guy. You've got to work your way up. Yeah, yes. You have to be who you are, though, right. Kristen. Like, so if you're not funny, just don't try to be funny. Be witty, be clever. But it takes almost your whole life. I mean, it's taken me until this point to figure out, like, who am I really? Who am I? And, and even still, I don't know. But if you're not funny, you shouldn't try to be, you shouldn't try to be the cool guy if you're not cool. Just be who you are. Just try to figure that out. I would say even before meeting someone, before meeting someone, that is something that's like, you know, in your life, that's a challenge. That's what you're working on. Like every year, who am I? What am I offering? What do I have to offer someone? You know, what are my qualities? And yeah, I noticed that. In fact, people that get around Andy, they try to be funny and it's very sad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we would all be quiet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the way to treat someone like that. Yeah, I mean, I usually... It's funny because... Him and I, you know, we're both like pretty outgoing and we do comedy, both of us. But when he's around, he's such a bright light. And so I just let him have that light. You know, I just say, you know, Andy, I'm just appreciating you. And I don't try to compete with him. I just say, I have the stage, just enjoy. Yeah, that's the best way to handle it. Wonderful. So what about the other guys that you've dated in your life? Have they all been, had that same aura, that same thing? Or is it always funny? Like, yeah, so that's a quality that I like the best probably. but. Yeah, I mean, there was a guy like recently that I like because Andy's been so kind of unavailable recently. He's been living in an RV, just traveling, doing weird stuff. So I have met kind of someone else recently that I have been attracted to who is... So he's not like a comedian or like famous or anything like what Andy has going on, but he is very like vulnerable and similar in that he's transparent on who he is and his problems. And you kind of like what you see is what you get. And I love that. So yeah, when I meet someone, I really want to have... like I don't want a bunch of fluff. I don't want somebody to impress me or list their accomplishments. I really don't care about that stuff. I want to see like who someone is pretty much right away. And I want them to be crying. Real. Yeah. <laughs> you want them to be crying. Interesting. Crying is great. Crying is a big turn on. I had a guy cry the other day. And I'll tell you, there's nothing that turns me on more than that. Because when someone's crying, it's like, okay, this person trusts me to not hurt them, to help them. They're connecting with me and they wouldn't do this in front of everyone. So maybe, I don't know what you you guys think of that, but for me, if they do that and they can trust me, that is so wonderful to me. And that really draws me in. Interesting. I want to take a quick break and then I want to dive into this a little bit more because I want people to understand the crying a little bit more. So we'll be back in a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. 
Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. So now that we're heading out of cuffing season, which is that season where women want the guy to keep them warm at night so they're a little bit more easygoing or flexible on who they'll date, you're going to need to step up your game. And part of stepping up your game is stepping up your banter game. So many times guys lose out on girls because they don't know how to be fun, witty, engaging, clever, while also being down to earth and creating a real connection. So if you don't want to lose out on the chick because you don't know how to communicate and you're just boring and flat, then take a couple banter sessions with me. I promise you, your dates will go through the roof. Not just because you're throwing them up there because you're so muscular, but the actual number count is going to go up, I promise. So go to kristenandchill.com, scroll down, click banter, and choose your package to get those banter skills in shape where this summer it's going to be a lot easier for you to get the girl. And if you email me at kristenandchill.com, I may even send you a discount code so you can get these world-class skills at a discounted price. That's kristenandchill.com. All right, we are back from our break with Elisa. I'm going to start crying. Okay, so I want to dive into this crying thing. Okay, so walk me through the process. You meet a guy for the first time, you're talking for 10 minutes, he starts crying. Not the first time. Okay, so I want you to paint the bigger picture, right? Like, how quickly do you want people to be opening up and vulnerable with you? And is it like crying in your lap? Is it tearing up? Is it... So every single person I've ever dated, they kind of like found a way into my life. Like they saw what I was into and they were a part of it. So every single person I've dated has seen like my interests. So for instance, Benji was somebody I dated. He saw that I was really into music. So we started writing songs together. What was his last name? Bronk. Okay, never mind. Okay. Benji Bronk. Wait, who'd you... Th- oh, wait. Did you think I dated the guy from... Uh... The comedian? Oh, no. That would be an interesting choice. No, this is Benji from the Howard Stern Show. He's a really funny guy. But he saw that I like to write songs. So we wrote songs together and we made videos together and we created together. So he saw what I liked and what I wanted in my life and he became a part of it. And that's a great way in. So I'd say to the men listening to this, see what the girl wants in her life. See what her goals are. If you can help to make those goals happen, you are so in. And I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you do for a living. If you can improve the woman's life, you have a very big shot. So that's every guy I've ever been with has been that guy. So they see what I like. Well, so tell me more about that. Because to me, that sounds like they did things to please you, which I know that's not what you're saying. Oh, okay. So you're saying they did things to, they switched up who they were to please you. Yeah. So to me, like just going on a regular date, like a dinner date, I could have dinner by myself. I want to connect with someone like intellectually, creatively, 
to me, that's a turn on. If a guy, if I could write a poem with a guy, if I could write a children's book with a guy, if I could write a song, if I could be on a podcast, if I could, okay. Which is amazing. So you're connecting with somebody, right? And that's what you're drawn to. What I'm hearing from you is it's not about like how they look, how much money they make. It's like, if I can connect to them, we share some loves together. Not he's suddenly becoming into poetry and faking it to be into poetry because he knows that I like it. Is that correct? Or am I... I don't know if they were faking it or not, but it's very nice, even if they were faking it, to at least pretend to be interested in what I'm interested in. True. And still be interested in their own stuff or only yes. be interested in things? Yes. Okay. And if I really like them, I will be interested in their stuff. I know I really like somebody when I start asking them questions and I actually care what the answers are. Right. So that's how I realized uh, recently that I liked this uh, one guy is that you know he started to tell me about his family and I actually cared about the answers. Yeah. You know, when you start caring, when you say, oh, you like tennis? Oh, you know, ordinarily I wouldn't like that. But because of you, I would buy a racket. Yeah. That's the kind of guy I want to buy a racket to play with. So yeah, I think if somebody really wants to be a part of my life, they see what I'm into, they see what I want, and they try to make it happen for me. They try to be a part of it because like, I don't just want dinner in a movie. That's so boring. I've been doing that for like 20 years. <laughs> right. Well, actually, so let me ask you a question. What do you like doing on dates? Well, my best date, one of my best dates ever was with that guy, Benji, I was telling you about. We would just like walk around Central Park and just think of funny jokes and bits and stories and just make each other laugh. Just a simple thing like that. Anything where you can really get into the person's mind mm-hmm. and uh, just figure out like, you know, what is inside there? You know, you know, what does this person think about all day? What are they creating? They, they better be creating something. That, that's what I think. I mean, for me, it has to be a creative person that thinks that way. And that's just the kind of person... I, I look at like God is the great creator. You know, I think we all should be that in whatever we're doing. Even in like my finance job, I'm creative. And I think that's the kind of mind I want. Somebody that's coming up with ideas. Somebody that's inspired. If somebody's inspired, you have to bring that person to the date. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot be just like plain questions. I don't want that. I, I'll leave in one second if that's what it is. What are you into? What's inside your mind? You know, what do you want to build for yourself? What do you see for yourself? And how can I help you? Right. No. And I love that because it's so interesting. I work with a lot of guys who freeze up constantly because they think that they have to say something magical. They think they have to say something impressive. They think that they have to be super interesting when in fact, they already are all of these things, but they're afraid that the content they have to share just isn't going to match up to what the woman wants to listen to. Well, I actually think it should be the opposite. Come with something that hurts you. Like, I had a writing teacher. I used to take these creative writing courses and she always said, lead with pain. (laughs) You know, when you're writing an article for the New York Times, like for Modern Love, you don't start with, oh, I'm a successful financial advisor. Don't start with that. You say, oh, as a child, I was so hurt by my parents. You know, something that makes you real. I would always be more impressed by somebody coming to me with something real and vulnerable than somebody saying like how much money they have or, you know, where their house is. Would you say... I mean, you interact with a lot of men. I don't know if you have a lot of girlfriends, but like, would you say that your girlfriends... I'm in an office full of men right now. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like every (laughs) zone of yours is like all men. I was thinking, do you have any female friends? But I'm sure you do. No, not really. But but like for any other females that you do know that you talk to this stuff about, did they have similar feelings about attraction to you? Or are there some who are more into money and what a guy has and what he does? I'm sure they are. I, I mean, I don't know. You're right. I don't have that many females I'm around. I'm trying to think of like the last time I probably talked to a woman who's on my podcast. (laughs) Well, even for Kristen, Kristen, for you. So like how important are financials? How important is 
money is stability. Because each of these people that you've dated that, I mean, I'm aware of them because they're semi-famous, they do have some stability coupled with the passion and the drive and the interesting way that they can capture an audience. You know what? I also think, Marnie, if I like somebody enough, I can make them rich. That's what I think. So that part does not matter. I have found some, you know, people in the rough. I mean, I'm not like saying women that are listening to this, they should find somebody in the rough. But there is something to that because after they make a lot of money, there's something that comes along with that that's kind of disgusting. Yeah. But before that, it's kind of like a beautiful time. It's before they make all the money. It's like, you know, they're inspired. They cannot wait to, you know, become something. And that is so like gorgeous to me. I mean, I know guys like that through my podcast that are involved and they just want to build something. And that's so appealing to me, more so than somebody that's already made it, that's seen it all, that's dated everyone. Do those kinds of guys put you off? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I dated those guys that like, you know, drive those cars and everything. There is nothing there. I mean, I've been at dinner with the guys like that. And you're just sitting there and there's just nothing. It's so uninteresting to me. I'd rather be talking to somebody that's like full of inspiration and full of like hope and they, they want something to happen and they are so excited about their life and they're not jaded yet. That's why it's like hard to find a guy like a 40s type, uh, you know, a guy that's in their 40s because at that time they've already like done a lot and they've already been successful and they're just pricks. Hate to say it, but... So I'm not fond of that. You haven't been able to meet somebody who is in their 40s and still sort of humble and driven and passionate. Oh, interesting. Not like, you know, because I'm in finance. So there's a... Right. They've all made it in their 20s. Yes, there's definitely... I used to work in finance as well. So I... Yeah. I I definitely know. What if somebody was in finance, so they were emotionally stable and they also had passion still to do things. Would you find that appealing? I mean, yes, I, I would. I've yet to see really that. If I rack my brain, I'd have to think, you'd have to give me a couple of weeks to think. <laughs> but I, it, it's a really tough one to find that. Yeah, I, I have not. I just haven't, you know, and, and there's like a purity that I like when somebody is pure and they are just like so open. That's hard to be. It's hard. I don't even know if I'm that yet. I don't know if, if I saw somebody that I was interested in, I don't know if I could go up to them in a pure way and just say, I'm interested in you. This is who I am. It's kind of weird. I don't know if I could do that. Are you open to being approached that way? So for example, if you're walking down the street, would you be open if a guy yeah. was like, listen, I was you know, watching you for a block now. I love your energy. There's just something about you. I'd love to go grab a coffee. I need to say that. I need to say that. That would be a great exercise for me. It really would. Well, what if a guy said that to you? Would you be open to it? I'd love it. I'd love it. I would. I would love it. And would he have to look a certain way for you to say yes to that? He'd have to be like in the general area of what I would go for. I mean, I've dated all kinds of guys. So you'd have to be attracted to him as well, but would... A little bit. Yeah, at least a little bit. But a lot of the attraction for me doesn't come from the looks. It comes from like who they are and what I can see like being there. Mm -hmm. The potential. Yeah, so... But I don't think men should be afraid to do this. Really, nothing terrible can happen from it, even if the girl is a bitch. I mean, really, it doesn't affect you that much. And actually, things like that that are hard, that if it is hard for you to go up to someone, like you could say, listen, okay, this was hard, but emotions are so temporary if you're sad. If you're sad and you feel rejected, that is a temporary feeling. You could go and do, you could try this every day for a month and 
maybe you'll get like two bitches out of that. You know, usually women will be flattered. Just don't do it in a scary, creepy way and they'll be flattered. Right. So if a guy who is put together well said that line in a confident way. It's terrific. It's elevate. Would that elevate him? Yeah. Yeah. See, so a guy did that to me recently, a neighbor of mine. I hope he's not listening to this, but a neighbor did that to me. And I was like, you know what? I like that he did that. But then I went to his Instagram and it really turned me off because he had a lot of selfies on there. And all of the selfies were like, they were just ridiculous. They were so stupid. They were like, Purse lips, like, ew. what do you call it? Like posing. Yes. This is not for a guy. A guy, like, I don't even like really when women do that. When men do it, it's so such a turnoff. I think so so I would too. say to men, if you have an Instagram, do not pose on it if you're no. a man. Do not pose. Well, what no should muscles. be on it? What's more appealing for you to see? A dog. Show your dog. Have a dog. And have other people take pictures of you. Right? So, mm-hmm. so have your friend take a picture of you if you're a guy. For, okay to have a couple of selfies. I think, but I don't even like for when I want to stop taking selfies, honestly. But for a guy, not one selfie. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say that? Wouldn't you say that should be a rule? I agree. I totally agree. Kristen, how do you feel? I mean, selfies, I always say they have to have a purpose if there's like a moment yes. that you need to capture because it's just a once in a lifetime moment or you traveled yes. alone and you <laughs> made it to the top of Mount yes, Everest. Mount Everest. In a then, yeah, then, yeah, okay. I love that. Yeah, I get the selfie. I then. love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you climb to Mount Everest, you're allowed to take a selfie. Other than that, no selfie. Right. Yes. That's I a agree. Rule. That's yeah. a golden rule moving forward. Exactly. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap up the show, but Elisa, thank you so much for coming on. So, Elisa, why don't you tell people where they can watch Kermit and Friends? Okay. So, Kermit and Friends is on every Sunday. At 11 a.m. PST on KermitandFriends.com. Wonderful. Okay. So what are people going to get when they go there? What are they going to see? Oh, it's wild. It's crazy. You never know what to expect. We have great guests like Marnie. She was on and, you know, she's so amazing. And we love having you on there. And then we have our wild cast of regulars. We have Andy Dick. We have comedians. We have actors. And just it's pretty wild. I have a lot of Howard Stern show people on there, like yeah. whack packers and uh, regulars. And it's a yeah. mixed bag. It's a variety show, and you'll never know what to expect on there. So it please, was definitely it. fun. It was definitely fun because I got to sit and watch in the beginning, and I was like, "Wait, what is this?" <laughs> At first, and I was like, "Oh, this is fun. It's like goofy and fun, and you just handle yourself so well." I was writing in the chat box too. I think it's your producer. Yeah. But I was saying, she, like, you just handle it so well. You have, like, some weird guy saying weird things to you and then other comedians saying things. And you just, I don't know, you just handle yourself very well. I was very impressed with you. Thank you. I'm impressed with you. I have, like, Thank you guys you. here are big fans of yours, oh, by the way. Oh, I love this that. One, Joe, bring your sign. Bring your sign for Marnie. Yeah. I, look, at, look at the sign that he made for you. Oh, my goodness. A sign? Says I love Marnie. Oh my gosh, how cute are you? <laughs> he's a huge fan. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. He's oh my gosh. Oh, I love you. Serial dater. He's on all the sites. He's on every dating site. I was he really hoping your videos. Serial killer. Here we go. No. Tell her. Tell her. Tell her. Oh. Hold on. He's gonna. He's gonna tell you. Joe. This is my colleague. Joe. Tell. Tell Marnie. Tell Marnie. Tell her how you're a big fan. Oh, I feel so good. Thank you for my sign. Oh, I can't really hear him. He says he's been following you for five years. Five wow. years. I think wow. we might have a serial Thank killer, you. not a serial oh, dater. Oh, sorry. I'm not helping you. I'm yeah. you a serial killer. 
<laughs> not serial dater. No, he's good at dating. He has so many dates and they all go well. Oh, I'm yeah, sure yeah. he's adorable. He's so cute. <laughs> he is. Look at my other colleague. There's so many cute men around here. It's, it's wild. I know. Well, shake them up a little bit. Make uh, <laughs> If they're watching my videos, they should know about these things that you're talking about. Why are they, they not are, no. passionate and ex- being vulnerable with women? Okay. So all very good looking men, very well dressed, but still not intriguing to you. Interesting. <laughs> very interesting. I'm a tough cookie. You are a tough cookie, but I love having you on. I love that you shared all of your information with us today. So thank you so much for being open and vulnerable and transparent with us. I appreciate it. I know the guys who are listening do as well. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show and also share this show with anybody, any man that you think will benefit from the information that we shared. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 